Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in the food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is the Managing Director of iHeating and Cooling Limited, Fabian McShane. A qualified plumber and fitter, Fabian's background is in engineering, air conditioning and refrigeration. He set up iHeating and Cooling Limited, which specialises in air-to-water heat pumps in 2017. Fabian, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran, and thanks for the opportunity. Fabian, iHeating and Cooling Limited, I suppose, is a relatively new company, um, having been set up in 2017, but your expertise in the industry goes back much further than that. Uh, yes, Karen, uh, like we suppose, I took the opportunity, uh, um, my background really is in engineering and in uh, air conditioning and refrigeration. I had the uh, lucky enough to have the opportunity to get into that business early in my career and um, that carried me through to um, realise an opportunity that was there with renewables, teaming up with a few of the right people and um, starting this company uh, in 2017 specialising in air-to-water heat pumps and uh, tying in with Mitsubishi, who we deal with now as our main provider. Just going back to the very start, what was the attraction uh, to the field that you, you chose, uh, Fabian? I think, I uh, suppose, like a lot of people, um, it happened by accident, really. Um, I started off my career, you know, and then and really in construction and moved on to doing realising that I didn't want to be filling the mixture for all my life and, and uh, moving on then to uh, thinking what do I do within the industry and I felt that it, it was time to do possibly engineering I enjoyed mechanic and doing that type of thing so um, I ended up by accident really air conditioning at that time was relatively a new um, concept and I started off in refrigeration and transport refrigeration. So um, uh, at that stage, working for, um, I ended up, uh, my first career in, in refrigeration was with Chambers Refrigeration, although I had already served my time as a plumber and, and a fitter before that. Um, I I started with them and I started in transport, doing transport refrigeration. And because air conditioning um, got so popular at that particular time, I we moved into that fairly fast and, and I picked it up very fast. So I ended up um, on the tools really at that stage, fitting air conditioning around the county and a lot of shops that probably still have the units fitted at this stage. And from there, what was the next stage in your career path? And I suppose, when did you become self-employed, Fabian? Well, basically, um, I was very lucky. And like a lot of young lads, you know, sometimes these things just happen. And uh, I was involved a little bit in motorsport. And, and I um, met with uh, Andrew Nesbitt, who a lot of people know. And I was friendly with him through motorsport. And he gave me the opportunity to come and join Cross Refrigeration. And uh, I joined Cross Refrigeration. Um, so most of my job title within there uh, was the air conditioning manager and projects manager for for Cross's Northern Ireland branch, who at that stage were doing relatively low 
uh, amounts of air conditioning, uh, although uh, they were a large company, air conditioning wasn't a big part of what they'd done. And um, I came in at an early stage and uh, I spent 12 years really with Cross Refrigeration building up that end of their business. I'm sure you learned a lot uh, in those 12 years, Fabian. I learned a lot, of course, and, and, you know, we went from, you know, realistically doing small air conditioning projects to, you know, at at the end up, I was managing uh, four or five large air conditioning hotel projects within the UK. Fabian, your company specialises in air-to-water heat pumps. Can you tell our listeners what exactly that is about? Well, basically, um, air-to-water is a, a way of heating your house by using modern technology as such. When I say modern technology, this is, you know, it's the same technology I'm talking about that I started on 20 years ago. It's just been brought into the uh, uh, to the domestic market, I suppose, for heating water. And uh, it has been around quite a while, and uh, we suppose we're just realising the values of it now. So an air-to-water heat pump basically is almost like a fridge in your house, or like an air-conditioned unit in the shop or a bar that people are well familiar with. The only difference is that we now are using that technology to heat water, and um, it's very efficient. when and it runs at slightly lower temperatures possibly than oil or or traditional heating but um, it works for a very efficient system for a house so if there is a house owner who's listening now Fabian their house is 10 15 20 years old and they are looking to replace their heating system with something that you have to offer what's the process well, listen, the process is simple enough. Uh, at the moment, there are very, very good grants available for uh, upgrading in your house. So upgrades include, you know, insulation, attic insulation, cavity wall insulation, um, and then obviously your heating, your solar. Uh, obviously, we specialize in the, in the air to water. So if you go and you, the first step is to go really into the SEAIs website and uh, you look at upgrades that will give you a fairly detailed basically look at what's available Uh, the great thing in recent times that the grant has been increased uh, over the last year to six and a half thousand for a heat pump to uh, a domestic house and uh, four and a half to an apartment I suppose in, in Donegal we're looking more at houses than apartments and um, with that you have to get a technical assessment done start off so basically if we go back to the start you get a technical assessment done by a BER assessor that is registered with SEAI so you get them on their website after that they will um, generate an assessment which you can pass on to the likes of us. We then can have a look at that and we can give you a fairly detailed price at that stage on what it's going to cost to install a heat pump to your property. So is there an average price uh, per house or is it uh, determined by the size of the house? Well, it's it's obviously determined by the size of the house because then you have your heat pump size based on that um, and your heat loss within the house. Now, in our experience, and we we have obviously been, you know, involved in not, not... realistically over hundreds possibly into thousands of houses at this stage but in our experience you're somewhere between the 10,000 and 16,000 euro 
uh, mark including that. Fabian, what has that interest been like to date and is there uh, an increase in demand for what you're providing? Well listen, it's uh, of course there's a massive interest. You know, if you talk to anyone and they have a house, uh, you know, and they're trying to you know, everybody talks at the minute about energy running costs, how expensive it is to run a house. So the topic comes up about heat pumps running. It's on the tip of everybody's tongue, really. You know, they're interested. It doesn't suit everyone. Maybe not everybody's in a position to spend that type of money at the moment. But, of course, people are still interested in it. In terms of the process, how long does it take from the start of the assessment until the work is complete? Um, very, very simple. Basically, um, for the most part, the actual install itself is not overly difficult. You're into possibly two days in a house, and sometimes we can be in and out in a day. Um, that process doesn't start until the assessment when you register for the grant, you have to uh, include your BER assessment and then you get approval for the grant. Once you have approval for the grant, we can basically start on site right away. Uh, and uh, what works, sorry, Fabian, what works are involved? Well, basically, you know, you, you're starting, for the most part, if we talk about a retrofit in a house, we're starting with uh, radiators already in the house and then and an oil burner uh, or an oil boiler possibly a stove or a back boiler so the first thing we do is we remove the back boiler or, or your oil heating has to be removed and um, we go then and we start to reinstall for the most part that means reinstalling a new hot water cylinder and obviously the air to water heat pump that comes in different shapes and sizes depending on your house and are there do's and don'ts when it comes to using the system of course, listen, the way the system works is um, what we have to do is it doesn't really work the same as a traditional oil fired system. We run the system 24 hours a day, seven days of the week. So we have uh, basically the heating is brought up to a temperature in the house and it's just kept there. How many uh, are employed with your company at the minute, Fabian? Well, at the moment, we have direct employees. We're, we're up to nine people now. Um, and uh, and directly, and when I say indirectly, obviously with retrofitting and on the different scales we do, we employ uh, plumbers and electricians and um, across the board. So, you know, we, at times, you know, when we get very busy, we can be up to 25 people. And in terms of your workload at the minute? What's the situation there? Uh, we we are we 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 do go into um, a range of of retrofitting across the board for different uh, organisations, you know, county councils um, in this region and, and other counties, and uh, the likes of uh, for Cluid and different uh, social housing. So that ties up a lot of our time. Um, our workload at the moment, realistically, we're very, very busy up until the end of the year. It normally gets quiet for January, February, and that allows me to have time to look at systems and processes that make us better for next year. Um, are we a perfect oiled machine? Definitely not. Uh, do we want to be? We would like to be. But uh, at the moment, we're just building up and, and building the, the company as slow as we possibly can. You mentioned about uh, taking the time to, to, to assess things. Was your own business deemed uh, an essential service during the lockdowns, Fabian? 
Well, we we were in the sense of on the air conditioning and the heating side, we we would do um, quite a little bit of work through the HSE, you know, through different. Uh, uh, buildings that we have within Letterkenny especially so in that sense we were we were still providing a, a, a service to make sure that they kept them buildings heated and, and cooled or depending on um, like apart from that realistically we didn't have the volume that we have now of retrofitting there's no construction going on you know the, 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 the end of the business that we have that does um, new builds that all stopped so uh Obviously, we're quieter, but we're not a massively. Uh, we don't have a massive amount of people to look after at that stage. We probably were only four people, so it was. It was. It didn't affect me overly badly. How did you spend the downtime over that period, Phoebe? Um, I listen. I I don't have any problem with downtime. To be honest with you, you know, we've got four kids involved in sport, doing different things. Um, I find it that uh, I suppose from a personal point of view and I say this to all the people that work for us as well it's very important to you know have downtime and to have a work life balance you know I don't think that we should be working 24 hours a day 7 days a week you know so for me I enjoyed the time down and I have no bother sitting watching the television for a couple of hours if that's what it takes like you know Fabian we're in your office uh, at the house uh, at Illustron in Letterkenny and uh, your wife Trish is uh, at the front desk here when we come in I'm sure uh, a, a big uh, player in the success of your business as well without a doubt like you know and furnish uh, you know we've Trish has stood by me like there's been times you know once since I've started in business for myself that you know times are hard we, we make mistakes every day we make mistakes and you know you have to have the sport behind you and you know she's been there you know supporting the decisions that I make wrongly or rightly you know she's always supported them so you know you need to have that around you you know what I mean to make it work and she you know she's done working in the office today she's keeping an eye on things making sure that you know she'll be pulling me up on something this evening there's no doubt about that like but you know that's that's what it takes you know and does it ease the responsibility of being a business having uh, your wife with you supporting you in that role at times of course it does because you know you know, at least that's one element of things you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry that you're trying to do something that she doesn't know about or not happen so you know that thing definitely you know in business you have to have the support of the people around you and for most people you know that's your spouse your wife your family like you know so yeah, if you've got support it definitely helps like you know What's been the biggest challenge uh, in your business life to date, Fabian? Okay, I think, to be honest with you, coming from being an engineer, you know, working on the tools, you know, thing, to going in to have to deal with the financial end of running a business, you know, we make silly mistakes that, you know, um, really can catch out. And there's times where, you know, I've, you know, maybe not uh, had a project completed properly for maybe out of my control then possibly not being able to get paid for it, ending up under pressure. You know, they're, they're the mistakes you make through business, but you learn from them. And what's the best lesson that you've learned in business? The, I suppose the best lesson is don't give too much credit, you know, and um, people have told me over the years, and this is something that's not easy to do for a small business starting up, uh, credit you know, can can you know? You need to give X amount of credit to people to do business, but credit to a small company, and this is not even given credit, but not even that is taking too much credit as well. Can be in the same boat. 
and there we'll take a break. Are you an owner or manager within a food production business? ATU's Faculty of Business will support you with its one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. Future-proof your operations by completing one three-hour online lecture weekly, all while working your normal schedule. Contact the Work-Based Learning Program Development Manager on 918-6600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. You're welcome back. Before the break, Fabian was talking about the importance of not giving and not getting too much credit. If you don't owe too much money, it's not hard to pay it. You know, so small plumbers or small people, you know, companies coming to us looking to get X amount of units, you know, without, you're not doing them any favour. You know, you're better to try and keep on top of that for their sake not for your sake so I think that was one of the you know one big lesson that you learn you know is credit is no really not it's needed but it's not really any good to anybody Fabian you're a native of Kilcar and obviously Kerry Vocational School was where you got your, your schooling um, did you enjoy your school days back there I would be probably telling you a lie if I, uh, I said yes. You know, I wasn't much into school, to be quite honest with you. I, I went, you know, I'd done my leaving cert, and I went through school, and like a lot of people, maybe back then days, maybe not so much, a lot of people left school earlier. Um, I really was looking forward to leaving school, to be honest with you, and getting out there. And I, I probably... And education-wise, I probably think myself, it may not be the case, but I think myself I learned more in the first couple of weeks when I was out on site, you know, than I did when I was good. But that might be being harsh. Uh, a lot of years have passed since then, like, you know. And what was the plan when you were growing up? What what were you hoping to be when you, when you left school? You know, I think like a lot of people I, I didn't really know and and um, I suppose I, I may not have been the sharpest knife in the drawer but you know I was always you know thinking you know I'll get into something to do with uh, out working really I enjoyed, I enjoyed out working and um, a lot of times these things just happen you know it's and suppose if you're giving advice to kids now leaving school you'd be saying listen you know don't be getting too worried about it you know what I mean just just let things happen sometimes you know and it will happen for you can you take me back to your first job and you mentioned uh, the experience that you got on the sites? Well, basically, when I left school, I, um, I did realistically, I'd done my leaving cert. That summer, I was out working for my uh, uncle and, and my cousin and uh, Trummer Precast, Paddy Bourne and Barclay. And uh, I had worked the summer before that as well with them. And I spent, actually, my first, when I left school, I spent my first two years working with them and actually living out in their house in Trummer. And it was a great start because at that stage they were starting to build, build their business. They had only started the concrete business at that stage, and we 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 didn't even have a forklift at that stage. We were doing everything by hand, and it developed into you know a, a really really good company. And um, I was fortunate enough to be there when that happened and working. But listen, it was hard work, you know, hard work. Uh, Fabian, I recall you uh, joining up with the Lickenny Athletic Club back in the early 90s and coming to the Lickenny. I'm sure that was a very good way to sort of integrate into the community. Oh, l- listen, you know, I, I said to some people, you know, athletics nearly saved my life in, you know, in a way because I was coming out a young lad at, you know, 18, 19 years of age, you know, enjoying life. And, and uh, my brother was at, uh, running in athletics, uh, Dara, and he... he I, when he came to Letterkenny, he was being asked to join the athletic club, and I kind of by accident just joined, you know, for something to do. And um, you know what? It became my life. I met 
Patricia through athletics that came in my life for five or six years probably thought more about athletics and a little bit work at the time and I wasn't really any good at it but it was really um, kind of a way of life you know trained every day got to know the people that I met through the athletic club I'm still including yourself I'm still friendly with them and you know at that time I remember we were very friendly with Marie Hennessy was coaching us and was very friendly with Kevin and you know to this day I would still listen to things Kevin would tell me you know what I mean he, he wasn't much older than myself but he was you know at that stage he felt like he was a good bit older than me and um, he was a wise man like, and, he, and you know he could give you good advice like you know any standard moments from your athletic career in the black and amber? You know what? To be honest with you, I enjoyed the social end of of the whole thing, and I just, I, I do still blow to the people about the five key times and uh, uh, an interference race um, when I was going reasonably well. Uh, with an interference race and a, and a finished fourth I think overall and I was in uh, I was just under the 16 minute you know for the 5k so that was probably me at my peak and I remember at that stage I was training with Gary Crossing and a few people that were at the higher end of it I was probably punching a bit above my weight and uh, I was at my best best at that stage but I worked hard for it like you know it was a just going back to uh, your decision to come to Letterkenny, was it a different town back then, Fabian? Oh, Letterkenny was a small town, you know, and um, not as it was, a, it was a big town compared to Kilkyar, but it was a small town. We knew, you know, whenever I came here, you, you, through construction, like I still am doing work for people that I met working out in the precast pace, like, you know what I mean? All the builders were coming to you buying concrete precast. When I went to work then in refrigeration and air conditioning, I was still selling to them same people. So around Letterkenny, you, you were, it was easy to get well known. As where now, I don't think you could come into Letterkenny now, and I don't know if it would be as easy for you to blend into everyone knowing you. You know, so that was a big that was a big difference back then days. Tell me, Fabian, is there a person in business that you admire most? Well, there's a lot of people that I'll be, you know, friendly with that I admire. Um, I suppose the, the people that I admire most sometimes are the people that are directly opposite to myself. You know, uh, people that do things like myself, I don't really admire because I'm a bit like them myself. Um, there be some like I, I've been very friendly with uh, Rory Kennedy over the years, and I have to say, I always admired the way that he ran business and how shrewd he was at things and and it just it was something that I wasn't able to do myself I think I was never that uh, particular about things and and I just always admired the way he done it you know and and I still do as we mentioned there Fabian sport has been a big part of, of your life do you find that people who are involved in sport uh, are that wee bit more driven perhaps Oh, they, listen, they are, and and you know, I was involved in motorsport for probably fifteen years, and and, and on a high enough end on navigating and and doing rallies all over the. Ireland, UK, different places with different people and most of the people that were involved were fairly high end in business because that that was the nature of of rallying, you know what I mean and I I always thought, you know if that person wasn't rallying they probably wouldn't be working as hard to try and you know, get the money to go rallying you know, so uh, sport is, and then and athletics, football, uh, they're different all sports are different but you know some sports definitely um uh, gravitate towards business people. What's been the key to your success, Fabian? You know what, I think uh, some of it is luck. Um, 
you know, I, I and uh, I suppose I have a technical a technical brain really. I love sorting out issues, sorting out problems, you know, and I've I've um, as well as that, you know, I, I always regard myself as being sociable. You know what I mean? I like to get out meeting people and, and uh <laughs> Like the success of the business, sometimes things fall your way. You know, there's times where I wasn't that successful, to be honest with you. And um, now we, we've fallen into renewables. We, we're good at what we do, and that has made me successful. Is it all about me? Not really, but it's it's a luck that I've actually got into that end of things. You know, what's your view of the economy locally at the moment, Fabian? I think uh, suppose around Donegal and and, and uh, I do have this conversation with the likes of Mitsubishi Kudan, you know, who we're dealing with. You know, they're Dublin based. They think about Dublin all the time, and um, I think the West of Ireland, you know, not even Donegal, but the West of Ireland has a lot going for it. You know, because we have a lot of people away working outside of Ireland, and that you know that's sad in a way, but it also generates a lot of um, and come to the area. Like we we. Would new houses all over Donegal and, the way, and you know are involved in new houses involved in projects of people that are actually working in London and Australia you know putting money back into the economy so uh, and our you know our standard and our cost of living isn't massively high compared to a city so like Donegal will always take over it's been the, it's probably been the way it has been since the Thirties, you know what I mean. Like people have gone away and worked and come back and spent money. You know what I mean. That's the way it is. And how are things in Kilcare? Kilcare is a quiet. I think to me, you know what? I'm so tied up in, in my life here in Larrakenny. Kilcare to me is me me holiday spot, and and um, we go on. Uh, one of my young lads goes in to play some football in there. Uh, you know, over the summer and. Uh, you know, I treat it like that. I don't think of it much in the business side of things. But I know the the companies that are there are seem to be doing reasonably well. Um, I'm sure it's it's a tough you know it's tough to be doing business in a small area. But the types of businesses are there geared up towards that. You mentioned you're a father of four, Fabian. Uh, is there any sign of some of the next generation uh, coming on and, and following your footsteps? Listen, it's very hard to know. I remember my, my own father, like who was managed the company in Kilcar for years and retired, and um, I remember him saying, you know, he never would want to have t- handed over the business to us for, you know, th- doing that. And in some ways, you know, I'm kind of the same myself in the sense, you know, I, I don't want to force them into it. If it happens, it happens. Um, my youngest lad now, Oscar, he's only ten years of age, but he definitely has the uh, the air for business. You know, he's definitely the shrewder of the lads. Like so, um, he possibly maybe come but your 10 years can change a lot in this business it can change a lot in, in life you know and what line of business was your fellow run Fabian he managed Kakari Yarns um, and Kakari was an accountant there for a good number of years then and went on to be the managing director there until he retired and um he was, uh, I suppose, uh, going back to the question about somebody, he inspired us as well. You know, he always gave me proper advice and never, ever criticised when I'd done something wrong, you know. So he was a big influence in that side of things as well. How important uh, as a mentor when you're starting out in business and how important as a mentor when you're in business for a good for a good while? Oh, good. It's very important to listen to people around you, like, you know what I mean? Because, uh, like, I'm in my early 50s now and I'm in business. Uh, I've been working for myself for 15, 16 years and then working in management for a lot longer. And every day I go out to learn something new, you know. So, um, 
you know, the, the, listen, you have to you have to make your own decision at the end of the day, and that can be right or wrong. And you probably learn more from your mistakes than the things you do well. But uh, listening to people around you is very important. And finally, Fabian, what lies ahead for yourself? And your business. Well, listen, we're we're a new business. We're only we're only getting ourselves kicked off, really. But um, we're we're looking like this year's going to be well, very good again. And we had a, we had a great year last year. Um, I suppose from my point of view, I want to build the business without um, you know without really you know making my, my own lifestyle suffer as such. Uh, we probably have we have we have it all in front of us, really, and as. I cannot predict at this stage where it's going to be in three years' time. You know, that's been honest. Fabian McShane, Managing Director of iHeating and Cooling Limited in Larrakinney, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Fabian McShane. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in a food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 918 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. 